This is the Epilog audio experience. I'm putting together a team of people with special abilities. Bruce Wayne says as he brings the Flash on board in a scene from Justice League. Now what does it take for a first time entrepreneur to build his team? Insecurities, trust, building workplace culture and motivating teams. How does a young entrepreneur make big and bold decisions? Welcome to Voice of Achievers with me Yashika. We sit down with passionate individuals each week and dive deep into their motivations, challenges and opportunities and all things they learned while building their universe to pick lessons for you as you build your careers. On our entrepreneur special series, we are talking to Ritam Bhatnagar who was all of 23 when he founded India Film Project fondly called IFP in his college dorm room in 2011. He gradually built it into Asia's largest content creation festival encouraging over 50,000 independent filmmakers across 30 countries to make a film. He's also the founder of Where and I am Ahmedabad incubator company with about 14 members working on geolocation algorithms and connecting the world. He's the founder director of Freeway Entertainment Company, a production house pioneering technology-based real-time distribution of low-budget regional films. With an added feather of being a faculty member at various management institutes, Ritam comes with a unique experience of working with young individuals for over a decade now. He dreams of constructing a Lego universe, and that's no surprise, for he's built his own universe with equal passion and compassion. Let's hear him talk about all that he dares to do. and he cares for welcome to the show ritam hi yashi i've just been introspecting i've been like shit bahut sara kar liya life <laughs> shit ye sara maine kiya hai so maine kiya <laughs> okay we'll begin by kaise kiya so first generation entrepreneur ho and i am ahmedabad se nikle ho to one would pretty much assume ki campus recruitment ho jayega and you will get a job you'll get a hefty paycheck what is this entrepreneurial journey and what is this kira I always was that person in my friends group or my cousins group who used to take that extra step to create a new kind of values. So, I can do something. What is something new that I can do? What is something that can make me stand out? So, I've been that person who used to always have that kida of uh, uh, using a PVC pipe to make a telescope. And when uh, seventh standard, my people used to study about telescope in the class. I used to make smaller telescopes and take them to the class. And I used to tell my teacher, "This is a telescope that I made." And she used to always. look at me with suspicion saying that is it something your dad made because my father has been is an astrophysicist so he's the guy who's always Ooh. into telescopes and astronomy and he's made one of the largest telescopes of india but i have been that guy who always used to make it there in my college i have had small entrepreneurial journey of uh, making customized t-shirts for people and selling them okay. so i had this keenness of doing something on my own and i come from a family wherein most of the people are uh, teachers right uh, and none in my family would have done a business in their life you've been one yourself yeah i would have been <laughs> i have been a teacher uh, and that's still in my blood i think once i 
take uh, retirement i will still want to become a teacher the moment i told my parents that i don't want to take up the hft uh, packages and i don't want to take up the placement you know first thing was my parents of course have been very supportive they were like theek hai koi baat nahi chalega but my extended family and everyone was like what why are you even wasting money but business is not in our blood right no matter khun mein business nahi that's the first thing that comes across and uh, one of the things that i know about i'll not call it business but one of the things i i know about venturing out is that if you take calculated risks nothing is a very risky deal uh, i am not a very firm believer of luck so i think uh, i knew that if i uh, am going to put my 100% and take calculated risks a lot of things are going to work out for me hmm. so i think ha wo thoda bahut sa keeda was always Uh, there. Much But there. now I can't imagine myself being uh, doing a job. So I can't imagine what if I was not an uh, entrepreneur. What if I was doing a job? I can't even imagine. I don't have a thought about it. It's just a blank space. I I think like ये तो मुझसे होता ही नहीं कभी. So I like that point about what if because uh, it brings us to a certain insecurity and a certain fear जो हमारे अंदर होता है especially जब अपने career decisions के mode पे होते हैं. you know what if i end up in a job and i am typically an entrepreneur or what if i am starting as an entrepreneur but i'd rather have like the stability of a job how did you deal with that fear those so, insecurities <laughs> one of the best things was that i was the youngest uh, person in my school batch which means i was supposed to be in a batch junior than us but uh, somehow i got admitted with people who were almost a year year and a half elder to me so uh, plus i did a three year bsc course and most of my friends were doing engineering so i always had a one or two year advantage over them which meant by the time they were going to do their first jobs i would have started doing my job two years earlier to them so uh, i knew that somewhere in my head before that comparison kicks in that i need to be x as successful as them uh, i had two years to try out and then of course given to taking up a job if i am not successful right okay. so the benefit of completing your mba when you are just 21 versus of uh, people around you who are going to complete their mba when they are 22 and a half or 23 so you know that you have enough safe space to play across in case if you have to fall back you might be their batchmates in the job uh, and you will have good risk taking experience that you will anyways carry across with you uh, you think that's an advantage definitely an advantage because it gave me an extra edge over in terms of the years i could put in in experimenting Hmm. so it helped me take up a year of risk and i said okay ek saal try karta hu nahi hoga to at most again i'll to join the job and in sab ke sath job karunga ye log bhi sab karne wale hain job but at least i should take that risk which means clearly that aapne apne aap ko ye ek saal ya ye do saal diye for that calculated risk that you might have taken how do you then measure yourself after the end of that one year ki ye mere liye bana hai ki nahi is it cut out for me so a uh, pretty simple if you are making enough money to survive at least yourself as a person to all your expenses and you are not borrowing anything from home i think then for me that was the success definition when i was 21 or 22 right i am not thinking about matching the packages of most of my contemporaries of my batchmates but i should be able to survive if the first year i am able to survive the second year i might be able to grow and the third year i might be able to leverage on the on my skills and start making more amount of money and start saving it so that's how i think uh, it goes for me Interesting. What is what about the survival skills then? What were the survival skills for you at that, especially in that period? Because that's a period you don't know if it's going to land up anywhere. So two things. Majorly, uh, one of the best part had been that I was living at a very lower cost of surviving, which meant I used to live in a paying guest, uh, sharing a room. So of course it helps you. 
there I used to drive a bike, which means again you're saving on a fuel, mobile, every other cost. So and second is don't leave any opportunity gone by. So I have in my initial years also taken up graphic designing assignments, website making assignments, anything that pays the bill. Okay. Because the first year is very crucial for you to come out as a survivor rather than come out as a person with a huge business plan. If the first year you survive, it gives you a lot of confidence that the second year you will also be able to survive and you don't want to do a job because you can survive on your own. Hmm. So I think of course the low cost of living and uh, taking up as many opportunities that were paying in the initial year could help me balance it out very well. When talking of opportunities, how do you decide that this is the right opportunity for me? I think uh, if I am the person who is to decide, I will take up every opportunity, everything that pays the bill because one of the biggest thing of taking up every opportunity is you realize what is the one that you enjoyed doing and which are the ones you didn't enjoy doing. So uh, it helps you, for example, I used to take up a lot of designing and website making and content writing assignments in the initial year when I was doing the IFT because uh, IFT alone was not able to pay the bills, right? Right. So uh, I realized that I am not maybe a, a good coder. Uh, I'm not a good content writer, but I'm definitely a good designer. So for okay. the next five years at IFP, I did not hire a designer because I used to be the designer in the team as well. I used to code the website for the first three years itself. So I huh. think those skills that I did for someone else to make some amount of money, they helped me for the next couple of years to save costs and maybe increase my survival longevity. Talking of saving costs, your company IFP was bootstrapped. Yes, it still is. It still is. Is bootstrapped. And you started making profit around the third year of working. So how do you keep yourself motivated until that time? So, see, the first two years were good. Uh, We did not make profit, but we did not even go into losses. Uh, One of the key things uh, is, in fact, where a lot of uh, entrepreneurs I see go wrong is that they believe that it's okay to make a loss. I am a person who says, you know what, it's okay to not have a plan. But it's okay. not okay to make losses. So I have a very firm philosophy which says that profit is greater than a plan. If you are making profit, plan will come someday. But if okay. you are only making plan and losses, you know, the business might not even survive. So it's always good to have uh, profit in hand or maybe at least uh, a survival in hand rather than making big short plans. So the first two years for me were more about survival wherein I made enough money to take care of my own costs. And I was the only person in couple of, of course, the stipends for interns were the only smaller things that I had to take care of and hmm. I think that I could do. Right. By the time it was third year, we had we started making profit. Uh, we started growing. That's where we thought of uh, having the first employee on board. That's where we thought of having a bigger office on board. So hmm. that, that all started third year later. When we said, okay, now we have some money in the bank uh, and now we can have resources. So what do we need? So the first thing we need is uh, a, a larger, nice, decent space to work from. And second, uh, at least an employee to take care of a lot of things which are uh, which can help me out to focus on the other bigger part. Right. Yes. So how do you even approach expansion? There are so many things. Uh, should we hire more employees? Should we focus a little more on scaling up? We need to look at larger opportunities uh, going 10x level than what we are. How do you... So uh, with media companies, media is not a very, very big scalable space. It's a space which decently does well for itself. I think uh, for me, expansion comes majorly from one, uh, identifying opportunities, saying that this is what we want to become. In order to become this, this is the kind of business we'll have to generate. And in order to generate and fulfill this business, this is the kind of, you, you know, human resource which require. So that's how we have been expanding. So we don't have 
people first and then business later we have business first and people later so first you get the business be very confident that the business that you have got is something that you can run get your existing team to maybe work uh, overtime and uh, you know start delivering on that business once you are confident that this is the business that i am also confident uh, in doing that's when you start expanding that's when you get more people inside and say you know what i just tried a new thing from my old team and it worked so now i will have a new team for this new work right talk to us a little more about this work transitioning how easy or difficult is it for an entrepreneur for the first time to hand over his or her responsibilities and how do you even develop that the jd kra in in those corporate terms very difficult <laughs> very difficult because uh, when you run almost every part of your show you have a much more tighter control about things so hmm. and you bring in the quality so you know what exactly is the standard that you are trying to set right. when you give it out to someone else the first thing is you need to trust them yeah. and that trust does not come overnight i think is that person going to uh, fit in my shoes is he going to do it the same way i could uh, is he going to represent me the same way that uh, i would have at that same place i think it was pretty difficult transition for me at least the first 3 months i remember very well uh, when i had the first employee and i gave half of my work to him and i said okay you know this is what you have to do but then i could not trust him entirely as well so i had to keep a very keen eye on him saying acha ye kya kar raha hai ye theek se kar raha hai ya nahi kar raha hai mujhe roz dikhao tum kya kar rahe ho initially it is it's difficult to trust and i think uh, now i feel uh, regretful of doing that it's a survival instinct right yes. you you build something and you're trusting something which uh, pays for your food and suddenly you want someone else to also help you for that what if they go wrong in that right. case uh, a big part of your life gets messed up so you don't want to do that and you are 23 24 so for of course those are the thoughts that come in yeah. uh, also encountered a lot of uh, founders uh, who faced a similar kind of problem so they openly tell me about you know what when they have the first two three employees yeah. and they suddenly have lesser work to do because now they have people who are going to get that work done uh, anything that takes a hit it takes hit on anyone yeah. on on everyone in their team minute now i started trusting i say okay i would have taken that person seeing something in them right. uh, in the team so i think i'll have to trust my own instincts that when i took a decision to have them on my team i cannot be doubting them every now and then i cannot be going and saying okay what if he or she doesn't perform yeah. i'll have to basic trust them and then be there as a class monitor who's standing in the last row and he's seeing across things that acha bachcha baat kar raha hai to main usko ja ke chup karunga but i'm not a person who's going to make the class silent all the time i am going to that person who is going to be on the last row and just monitoring things so talk to us about team dynamics then because at one point in time you were handling two different teams and two different organizations so where and ifp were going hand in hand for almost two consecutive years and you were pretty much dealing with two different teams doing two different things one is completely a technology bit one is content creators and a festival and an event scenario डू सम there is a word called film in the name and these people would be doing something very flashy gorgeous and then they realize oh you know what ye log to 
कुछ भी ग्लैमरस नहीं करते हैं दिस इज जस्ट अ फेस्टिवल रनिंग अक्रॉस सो टू डिफरेंट माइंडसेट्स ऑफ पीपल टू डिफरेंट मोटिवेशंस दैट दे आर सीकिंग टेक पीपल आर मच मोर मोटिवेटेड व्हेन देयर कोड वर्क्स दे गो हुर रहे दे आर लाइक वाओ दिस थिंग इज व्हाट आई मेड वर्सेस माय अदर टीम एट आईएफपी व्हिच यूज्ड टू सी सक्सेस ओनली व्हेन द फेस्टिवल यूज्ड टू हैपन वंस अ ईयर सो फॉर द रेस्ट ऑफ द 11 मंथ्स आई यूज्ड टू पुश देम टू कीप देम मोटिवेटेड इनिशियली सेइंग दैट ओके अब व्हाटएवर यू आर वर्किंग इट विल कल्मिनेट इनटू सक्सेस वन डे वेट फॉर दैट डे वेट फॉर दैट डे एंड दैट डे यूज्ड टू कम once a year uh, discipline used to get two different uh, two different uh, lines for me because a tech team which is usually much more disciplined they work for 8 8 and half hours that's how they have been trained uh, in the internship so they used to work in a very different manner versus uh, training the team of people who are into a media company who are into this entire flashy media digital business in fact one of the mistakes that i did was i used to think that people are same hmm. and the mindsets are same it's only i think later a year year and a half later that i realized that no these are two different mindsets i need to have two different set of ways of dealing with them uh, so i need to set up discipline which should be different for both of them i need yeah. to set up culture which has to be different uh, for both of them so i think uh, i learned it a hard way hmm. uh, but uh, yes i think uh, it's difficult to run two teams of two different age groups uh, especially from a disciplined and non disciplined culture hmm talk to us about the these these young bunch of people who end up one being a part of your team and two they uh, there are so many young people who throng the season every year and you are surrounded with only people so yeah so one of the disadvantages is that they call me a boomer Hmm. which is of course uh, not a good thing to hear <laughs> but uh, i think i one there couple of things that i love about young people one they have a much more better control on their life they are the people who listen to their own self so they are not the people who are going to be tamed by a third person okay. so you cannot go and tell them you know what i think this is good for you but is it that tough sometimes because when you are oh yes when you are trying to instill a culture yes. and build a disciplined culture yes. Yes. so i think majorly with people uh, who are in their 20 to 30 currently uh, one of the bigger challenges is that uh, they uh, are not the people who get tamed which is good but it is also something that backfires on me so you cannot push things down their throat uh, and you need to find out a way of convincing them to join, to be on the board rather than uh pushing things down them and they, then they realize the difference very easily so they know when are you trying to be pushy and when are you trying to be nice it is a little bit difficult to work with them because they've got a lot of options hmm. and uh, op- i always firmly believe that anything that has got a lot of options is usually dangerous the moment you have lot of food options you get confused you're like ye bhi khaunga ye bhi khaunga so i think when you have people in team who have got lot of options because uh, they have multiple skill sets unlike people who are in their mid 30s or early 40s who have got limited skill set so people with multiple skill sets come with a very i think they come with a lot of opportunities built into them okay so they know pretty much that if something doesn't work out here if they are not able to gel well with me they'll anyways have another opportunity go there work and learn and earn for themselves versus people who are 35 40 who know that pretty much they have done single thing for last 15 years in their life um Uh, they have a limited skill set they are the people who will stay they'll they'll uh, upgrade themselves but the chances of them uh, taking up things seriously is much more higher hmm but as an employer tell me you mentioned that especially up to of course diversify ho gaya hai but initial years mein uh, it it was pretty much a seasonal business aapko malum hai ki saal mein is particular time pe event hai to uske pehle bhag daud hogi but 
हाउ डू कीप दोपल मोटिवेटेड थ्रू आउट द ईयर की भाई इस दिन के लिए हम जी रहे आई थिंक वो इट हेज बीन गुड डिफिकल्ट थिंग टू डू दैट बिकॉज वही होता है ऐसी for something they haven't felt or right. experienced like yes. it's not a product saying that you give them on the day one of joining and you say okay this is the product this is what you are going to uh, be working on festival is the thing that they have to wait at least for 8 9 months before they have the first encounter and they know what exactly it is and in the good most good probability post the festival they'll either leave or they'll because either they are interns or on project basis so i think uh, one of the things is how cool a culture you build hmm. for people to be in the organization even when it's not uh, you know even when the results are not as easily visible so uh, i think culture did a lot of things for us when so we used to do a lot of happening things try uh, to be a little cool okay. place to work with uh, so a lot of people thought you know what these people don't care about the number of leaves i take these people wait till about whatever time i come into office what more do i need to be yeah. more motivated enough so i think those shallow motivations that we used to have रिगार्डिंग वर्क आई थिंक अलॉट ऑफ देम हैड वर्क विच इज ऑलरेडी इन प्लेस सो काम सबके पास रहता था फॉर देम टू सी एन आउटपुट विच देजिबल सो इतना सारा काम किया ये सब हवा में नहीं हो रहा था बट यू हैव टीम्स इन टू वेरी डिफरेंट एरियाज यू आर वर्किंग आउट ऑफ बोथ अहमदाबाद एंड बॉम्बे एंड देर आर पीपल स्प्रेड ओवर द टू सिटीज when it's remote work culture i know you keep traveling on and off to both ahmedabad and bombay magar fir bhi how do you manage this remote workforce especially because it seems like the gig economy is the thing of the future <laughs> yes employers and employees alike even when they're beginning their careers they're okay with having remote workforce and okay with working out of home how do you then build that culture how do you build the value how do you build the discipline I think uh, with culture, the interesting part is that you have to build it only in the first line of people who are the oldest people in the organizations. Once you okay. set the culture with them, they set the culture for the next set of generation and joinees. Uh, those people set the uh, culture for the so next. So it's a ripple effect. Yes, so it's a ripple effect that happens. Your work is to make sure that the first initial people in the organization they are well set in the culture. They understand it. and then whatever city they are working from they will make sure that their own teams respect and follow that culture so of course it sounds very simple for me right now but uh, the time i took to figure it was quite uh, much because earlier i thought that i was setting the culture but then i realized that i am not the person who's doing it mm. you know it's the first line of people who are setting it for the second line of people who are setting it for the third line of people so that's how it usually works interesting and you also mentioned sometime back in our casual conversation that you haven't really been one of those who micro manages people absolutely not i think oh, i never did a job in my life because i hate to be micro managed i can't wake up a morning and think you know what aaj office nahi jana and i should write a mail to someone to ask Uh, for a leave and then they reply back saying that permission granted as office matana no dude i have complete control over my life if particular day i don't feel like going i have an honest and a genuine reason of not going i should be able to do it without taking a permission i can of course i should be informing but i should not be taking a permission so i think uh, that thought of of uh, you know going into micromanagement and then looking after smaller things sitting with people on a daily basis asking them kitna kiya kya kiya i am not a person who does that basic trust has to be there you should know that this is the team that you have chosen so mm. this you 
saw something in a person before you made them join a team right. so then you have to trust them that if they tell you that they are not well and they don't want to come it's an honest reason so which is a basic fair thing fair enough but it really amazes me factually because at a scale at which you're working now i think ifp is at its at its 10th year yeah 10th year. and uh, at that scale how do you even balance that scenario ki mujhe pata nahi ki kal ko koi aane wala hai ya nahi आप जानते भी नहीं हो कि वो आपको रिपोर्ट करेगा भी या नहीं तो वन ऑफ द थिंग्स दैट वी हैव डन इज एवरीवन हैज अ वर्क डिवीजन एंड अ रिस्पांसिबिलिटी सेंटर दैट दे आर लुकिंग फॉर टू दैट दे आर लीडिंग फॉर एग्जांपल इफ देयर समवन हु इज लीडिंग द प्रोग्रामिंग एट फेस्टिवल सो ऑन द डे वन व्हेन वी सेट फॉर द प्लानिंग आई टेल हिम दिस इज व्हाट आई एम लुकिंग एज अ प्रोग्रामिंग अप्रोच दिस ईयर Two months later, I'll see what is the kind of progress that's happening. A month later, I'll again see what is the kind of progress that's happening, and they are the people who are going to uh, make sure that the approach is being taken care of, uh, and not me who's going to follow up with them on a daily basis. Right. It helps me in two ways. One, people start taking up responsibility, then they feel as leaders for themselves. Second, they take up the credit of that part of work, which means which means a lot. Yeah. So at the end, I as Ritam is not involved in the programming of the festival. I should not be taking the credit for it. It has always helped me, wherein people have taken up the responsibility, then delivered results individually. Hmm. So they work as mini entrepreneurs in, inside the organization. Nice. That's an interesting as, point. Yeah. Yes, and not as people who are just fulfilling tasks. So I keep on giving them daily tasks, and they keep on fulfilling. So huh. for example, if there's a new campaign which comes up. Uh, i'll assign that campaign to a person and tell him saying that wherever you require my help i am there right but i am not the person who is running that campaign anymore if that person is just is uh, just 6 months old in the organization the moment you give them responsibility you'll always see that the output uh, goes up by 200% because uh. suddenly that person feels valued he is held responsible and he is also accountable for the output like i said class captain jaise piche baith ke just keep on monitoring right. so once in a while once uh, in a coffee break once in a month you ask him things what's happening with that campaign yeah i can be marked on the emails i can know but if there's a red flag uh, you want to raise raise it as early and let me know that i am needed i'll be there inside i'll take care of the uh, situation but i am not the person who's going to take up the work and then give you a smaller part of it hmm. you take the work and give your problems to me so i think that approach makes people much more they feel much more owned by yes. something like this so india film project particularly has been one of those content festivals or organizations that has come up with something new each and every year and you're pretty much open to be exploring these new opportunities you are in fact looking forward to doing something new how do you really come up with those ideas okay i'll take that as a compliment i hope afi and gorav are listening to this not everyone realizes that we have been trying to do a lot of but because we try to because do pretty much there it's from start, uh, starting from filmmaking to then you know calling for writers then a poster making competition i think the last one or two years and of course you try and build you know a speaker session around all of this for it to be an event that attracts more people or some like minded people uh, so everything in our space so in fact i think in every business it everything is data yeah. right so the data comes from multiple places so it comes from either feedback that you take from people or it comes from dms that people send you on instagram or it comes from what your brands uh, and partners tell you what your speakers tell you so uh, and what we do 
very well is that we take up a lot of data. We take every kind of feedback that is possible each year. Physical, digital, Physical, digital, uh, personal messages that I receive uh, from speakers, from brands. And you have a way to monitor all of that. Yes. And we keep on making notes saying that this is what people have been asking us for. For example, we used to run the 50-hour filmmaking challenge and a lot of people used to come to us saying that, you know what, I am a writer, but I don't know how to make a film, but I want to write and that's what I want to do. Huh. And we said, you know what, let's do something for writers. It's as simple as that. Right. Because we suddenly realized that there was not one person or two people, but there were 30 people who were writing to us about this. Right. You know, So we realized that there's some demand, which or uh, a good feedback that is coming from the community. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of it comes from uh, the community itself. If you hear, keep your uh, ears open to your audiences, to your community. I think most of the things come from uh, them and what we do is we just understand if the uh, if there are too many people talking about the same thing and Pick see that how, up and see how, how you can we uh, make sense to it so that at the end they also generate value out of it and we introduce it as a newer thing so i think a lot of things happen and are made easy if you start listening to what people are saying in the community versus ignoring them talk to us about listening to yourself uh, what have what have you picked in these years, in this decade of running India Film Project, uh, having run two different organizations of two different kinds, being like a faculty member at management schools, you said you love being a teacher of sorts. So as a, an experienced individual, what are the experiences that Ritam takes away in this decade? Oh, I don't know if I've ever made a list of them. So first thing that I've learned uh, from almost a decade back when I started to now is that I've stopped celebrating mediocrity. One of the things that we have been doing all wrong as a country or as a state of entire generation is that we celebrate things which are mediocre. So we enjoy things that are not up to the mark, be it films, be it songs, be it item songs. We just celebrate things that are mediocre. I don't appreciate if someone does something which is mediocre. Either you should be the best or you should not be the person who should be doing it. Or if you're not the best, then you should be the person who should be striving to be the best. Even that's fine. Second thing that I would have taken, which is the list that I'm compiling right now in my subconscious brain, is that as a person, it's very important to also have a right state of mind when you're doing newer things. See, uh, what happens with an entrepreneur is you usually... Your life is a very roller coaster life. Every day morning, you have some new challenges and some new uh, good news is to come in. So, for example, at I go into my office 11 o'clock. There's suddenly an intern was resigned and has sent me a mail. Uh, you know, one o'clock there's a client who says, you know, what I just think this is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock, you have a you have a client who just made a payment in your bank, so you get a message from your bank which is okay. This, this is what is deposited. Six o'clock, uh, you have a person who, who writes you a mail about how much they appreciate, uh, how you helped them on a particular project or something. So I think my entire day is a roller coaster on right. a daily basis. And yeah. one of the biggest things that I've been missing is where am I into this? Because I am always involved in a roller coaster on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So it, it it messes up with my uh, state of mind. So how do I make sure that my state of mind is completely neutral? It yeah. doesn't go with the flow. Uh, I am persistent with what I feel about things. And uh, then I started putting a lot of efforts in making myself the person I would want to look up to. Yeah. And I started changing the approach of how I look at my work. How do I divide between my work time and my 
पर्सनल टाइम आई स्टार्टेड पुटिंग लॉट मोर लॉट मोर फोकस ऑन माई हॉबीज अलॉट मोर यूसेनेक्ट लाइक मोमेंट आई एम इन What are what are you finding in them? What are you searching? I think um, for me it's more about vibe. Okay. I am a very firm believer that uh, you should not or you don't always look at a particular skill set when you're hiring. You can always teach really? people. Yes, you can always mold people, teach people. That's why I think I have always preferred hiring people who are fresh graduates because they come with a clean slate. Right. It's easy to teach them discipline, basic language of business, uh, basic skill set. Yeah. Uh, so i think i'm a person who's always had felt that skills can be imbibed yeah a vibe or an attitude is something that uh, is inborn right so there's a principle in management which is called ask principle ask attitude skill and knowledge yeah which says in the same order a s and k think that knowledge is usually common it can be imbibed in the most easiest manner second is skill which can still be imbibed but attitude at the top of the pyramid is something that you can't imbibe it's something that's into you it takes a lot of years for someone to change their attitude uh, or how their vibe is how did you build yours in your initial years i, I mean I need what, to what thank my parents for doing a lot of work for me i think i've just followed how they have been but uh, do you think that the educational institutions have shaped uh, a large part of that uh, you know come been from a the convent educated person okay. and i can give all the credit about it to my convent education and the convent people are usually very bullish about being convent educated right so i think uh, it came to me very naturally from my school vibe i built around me comes from there and from my parents i think by the time i was in college as it was almost pretty too late hmm. to build something and then i was just flowing with the kind of vibe i already get tell us uh, what achievement means to you so uh, if you had asked me this same question 5 years back or maybe even 2 years back i would have said achievement always had a tangible face to it so i would have said achievement meant some kind of success and some kind of uh, some kind of return that you expected out of what you invested etc etc but for me i think now uh, the achievement ka definition would be more about does it give you a peaceful sleep at night yeah. if if something gives you a happy sleep or a peaceful sleep at night i think that's my biggest achievement for me achievement right now is a very simple definition it should give me one peace of mind hmm. which translates into a good night's sleep mera mera definition of achievement is limited to Beautiful. something like that yeah that's it's as simple as it can get 
baby shark can take. No, it's pretty much that's pretty much what we are all seeking. So there is no need of uh, attaching some to, uh, something to your achievement. So of course, see, as a kid, when you were five year old, your only achievement would have been kuch bhi karo pura din mein. At the end, you should have the best sleep possible. Right. Sleep for about twelve hours and wake up next to your parents. That's what your entire achievement used to be about. Absolutely. I think, uh, and then of course, as we grow up, we start attaching. You say, oh, if I get A plus, that's an achievement. And then you say, if I get a cycle, that's an achievement. If I win a race, if I get eighty percent on my boards, you always start. Uh, putting across yeah. uh, numbers or some kind of tangible right. things to your achievements yes. but i think everything uh, set aside my peace has to be the biggest thing so if at the end like a 4 year old kid if i have the most peaceful life once i'm home and if i have had the best night sleep i think i have achieved enough forever wishing you a great good night sleep every day as you step into do this next decade thank you so much for being on the show and thank you so much for of course inviting me but also doing such a in depth research about things yeah thank thanks for being on the show thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on apple podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow voice of achievers on apple podcast google podcasts hubhopper spotify jio savan gana or wherever you get your podcasts from send us an email on editor@voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.